Hello, and welcome to the Theological Family Ministry Podcast, a podcast for parents as well as children and youth ministry leaders. We are dedicated to showing how theological study and biblical application relate to the discipleship of children and youth. As always, we're hosted by Pastor Ben Palaz, the pastor of Family and Children's Discipleship at Curtis Baptist Church in Augusta, Georgia, and Tony Trussoni, the family and student pastor at Faith Family Church in Finksburg, Maryland. Hey, Ben, how you doing today? Ah, I'm doing pretty well. I'm uh, just enjoying some dark chocolate with, uh, I think it's got like almond stuff. I don't know, it's very tasty. It's called snacking chocolate, so um, that's making me happy. But um, how about you? <laughs> I'm doing pretty well, so... Yeah, it's uh, it's been a nice day, and um, yeah, like I mentioned in the previous podcast, it's the same snowy, beautiful day out, but uh, you know, it, it's been interesting that we're recording this in mid-February, close to Valentine's Day. People are expecting to get uh, Valentine's uh, letters in the mail, but I'm actually still, in light of all the post office stuff, I'm still waiting on something that was sent to me for Christmas time, uh, actually before Christmas from Illinois, so... It's pretty wild. How about you? You have you had any issues with the mail services lately? Uh, yeah, we've had some things, and I um, delayed stuff. And you know, I, I'm not sure. We have a good relationship with our mailman. I try to talk to him some, and um, I, I mean, I guess as good of a relationship as one can have with your mailman. But um, you know, just trying to show interest in him, yeah. and you know, I, before the election when there was a lot of turmoil going on, I just tried to ask about his thoughts on it and that kind of thing. But um, he brings our mail and he's, you know, nice guy, but uh, we have had some delays, I guess, with the, the system as a whole. What, what amazes me is the mail that I didn't expect or ask for that always still comes in time. And one thing that I, I got recently, <laughs> even last week, is I got a mailer uh, from my our alma mater college. Uh, and what's fascinating about this is the uh, from both schools that we both graduated from, uh, I we consistently, we don't tell people when we moved or where we moved to, but it seems right after we've moved, uh, we get something uh, that from the school. Uh, you know, it's <laughs> like they're reading minds or maybe they're working with the NSA, uh, these colleges out there. Do you get a lot of stuff in the mail from your our alma maters? I would not say a lot. Get a little bit. Now, I am glad for the election stuff to be over because, boy, they were not having <laughs> any trouble getting that stuff out. Um, and then we had an extra election here in Georgia. So, you know, the volume of election mail has thankfully now tapered to, <laughs> it's been turned off. Yeah. But, um, now people I know, uh, you know, I work with some students and those students are getting an absurd amount of mail from different colleges that are looking at them. I'm sure you remember that when you're looking at colleges, getting 19 pieces of mail from the same college every week, right? I do remember those days a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, when you get all that, you kind of have to make a choice uh, about colleges for young people. So uh, with that really awkward uh, segue, how did you choose your college and seminary, Ben? Uh, well, I read about this thing uh, about what people used to do, and they would cut up uh, an animal and read the entrails, and then they would um, you know, make decisions based on that. They would divine the entrails. I um, <laughs> didn't actually resort to that. But that is one way people used to, you know, actually used to make decisions in like the ancient world, maybe still in certain parts of the world today. Um, I went, I went to two different colleges. So I went to the university that was here in my hometown for a year and a half uh, because 
I think I just kind of procrastinated a little bit. I mean, I, you know, I looked around and I, I don't even remember exactly the steps I took as far as application. Um, and then my dad suggested, he said, well, you know, since you you can go here and it, it, it'd be paid for. Uh, and actually, it ended up I ended up making money by going there because of a scholarship they gave me. Um, so, you know, why don't you go here for a while? And if you want to transfer, you can. But, you know, you can be taking care of core classes. And so that's what I did. I was working and volunteering in my church. Uh, and then after a year and a half, I transferred to where we went, to Coa Falls, because uh, a good friend of mine had already been a student up there. And I really didn't have any intention of going there. And uh, I actually went up for another reason to visit someone else. That She was a girl. That It was a very, very short-lived sort of interest thing. Uh, but I came up to surprise her for her birthday. And then I stayed with my friend in the dorm. And... Um, Anyway, I was just impressed at the atmosphere, um, and anyway, the Lord started using that to kind of to pique my interest in the school. And I came and took a visit, and uh, it seemed like a, a good decision. And they they offered a, a number of things that I, I thought were valuable, at least for where I was at. But um, yeah, it wasn't anything too super uh, <laughs> super special. But uh, how about you? Yeah. I, by the way, you, I was you were not, further, a lot further away. Yes. All right. Uh, for me, actually, mine is a little bit different uh, story. So I'm from northern Illinois, and I went to college in uh, northeast Georgia, and uh, which are very different parts of the country. <laughs> and I, I think there's a lot of things uh, that kind of came into it. Uh, so a lot of wrong conceptions came into my decision to go to TFC. Uh, and not to say that I got didn't work in amazing ways there, but I, I had a really wrong conception first off of the South. Being from the uh, Northern Illinois, I kind of assumed everything south of the Mason-Dixon line, which is in Pennsylvania, by the way, not where we think it is, uh, is uh, is like everything south of that is basically like Florida, and uh, the uh, and so you know I thought it was going to be nice, you know basically you know summertime weather all year long and long and uh, that was not obviously the case uh, and also because um, I had a false understanding of God speaking to me I visited the college at a recommendation actually of the superintendent of my high school and he uh, I visited the college and I felt like God was speaking to me when I was praying at the falls and God was telling me through the liver shivers that I should go there I'm not kidding that's a hundred percent why I decided to go there so uh, and uh, actually it was interesting though as I, I decided to stay there I almost transferred out of TFC uh, but I chose not to transfer ironically kind of opposite your story uh, because of a lady the because of my, my now wife uh, was uh, attending TFC so I decided to stay and explore that and I'm glad that I did but my seminary was very different. Uh, we both went to Southern Baptist, the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, uh, go Southern, and uh, I chose that largely because of academics uh, and strong uh, view view of the a uh, biblical view of the local church, as well as frankly, you know, price didn't hurt. It was a very affordable seminary, so that that didn't hurt much, right? Yeah, that's true. and I didn't even talk about seminary, but that one was a little different. And I mean, I, I had a sense of, I think the Lord wants me to go here. I mean, I, I didn't pray at the falls and have the liver shivers, but I mean, I, I thought this is where the Lord wants me to go. When it came to seminary, we had to move out. We were 
uh, married with my wife, still had one year left of school uh, there at, at Tacoa, and so you know we could get on campus housing, which was you know really really good price, um, but that that was coming up. And the lease was, and so we had to move. And I had already been accepted at Southern. I thought about going to Southeastern uh, as well, and their application and approval process took longer. And so that date was getting closer. And I didn't know where we would end up after seminary. Um, I, I mean, I really just didn't have a clue. And so I thought, well, you know what? We've been close to my parents. We were like two and a half hours away from my parents for this first year of us being married. I don't know with you know what the future holds, but Southern is closer to where her parents were living at the time. I mean, it was like three and a half hours away, and so maybe this is a, a way I can serve my wife, and um, you know she can be a little bit closer to them because then who who knows what will come. And it was a good school, and you know I just I don't need to overcomplicate this decision and add more variables, and and so that's you know that's what I did. Yeah. Absolutely. So now what are some of the factors that Christians often use to make these kinds of decisions like college uh, and similar schooling decisions? Desires can be a a big thing. Um, I want to major in this or that. The school's got nice amenities. Um, What are the goals that I have? The the location? Uh, I guess, I mean, if you scholarship things can, you know, factor in there as well. Uh, If school's giving a big scholarship, like you mentioned about the liver shivers, um, just, you know, the sense of subjective leading uh, cost can can be a big thing. Um, And I mean, I think there can be super spiritualized set of criteria and there can be other just practical considerations. Um, But, you know, unfortunately, more often than I think either would one of us would like to see people throw down the card of, you know, God told me to go to such and such school or you know, what have you. Yeah, I, I think some other ones that you didn't mention that, uh, and these are all mostly good, uh, are some people might consider proximity. Uh, I obviously didn't. <laughs> the, uh, then the recommendation of friends, you know, uh, can be a helpful thing, or uh, or even reputation, you know, that uh, which is can be a helpful thing to get a job after college. <laughs> But but how important is it for our kids to choose the right college? You know, is this like the most essential thing thing ever? Uh, no, I don't think so. Well, I, I don't think it's the most important thing. And and just saying that it's this is like right assumes that there are the wrong colleges. Now there are some places that yeah probably people shouldn't go in general for various reasons. We could get into that as we go, but. I think that this is more, and I read this description of, of uh, decision-making the other day, and I thought it was helpful and memorable, but every decision is not a right and wrong, like, a, you know, this is obedience to God or disobedience. There are some decisions we make that are like that, but there are a lot of decisions that are right and left. We have to choose, are we going to turn to the right or to the left? Um, neither one are sin, and we just don't always have all the details. Uh, and the the benefit of the full exhaustive knowledge of God's will, He's working things for our good. And we've we've done um, an episode talking about those kind of things. But uh, I'm just not entirely comfortable with the the right and wrong kind of way yeah. of thinking about this. I think there are more wise and less wise ways of going about choosing a college. Yeah. Well, and I think yeah, I I agree. That's the right way to look at it. Is really wisdom, but. 
Uh, if we if we simplify it in the way that people often do, like I've got to find the right college. I mean, picking a college can't. It's not unimportant picking a college. Uh, it's important because it impacts their life and livelihood. You know, uh, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, in a lot of ways. I mean, the reality is somebody who uh, goes to Harvard University, for example, might have a lot more job opportunities than somebody you know that uh, the went to you know let's say uh, a made up college of southwestern Montana. University of Technicolor Dreamcoats or something like that. Uh, the, yeah, it's probably the, the job uh, probably going to pay more the Harvard uh, person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, or you know, it could even impact spouses. You know, obviously, I would not have met uh, my wife, nor would you met your wife if we had not gone to the college that we happened to go to. Doesn't mean that God couldn't have worked something uh, unique, or even somehow had us meet in a different way. But uh, uh, the but that being said, I think these are clearly far from the most important decisions, and I think that we overblow how important choosing a college is more often than not. Uh, I think chances are, uh, when we think about our kids going to college one day, our our teens going to college, it's which college they go to probably won't really change them that much. Uh, You know, it could have an impact, but I actually think the church they go to in college will change them probably a lot more than the college itself. Yeah, you know, uh, I've I've heard a story of someone who's a pastor now, and uh, he didn't go his he didn't start his professional career as a pastor. Uh, he was I don't know he did something in the business world, but growing up, his neighbor was a guy named Don Don Carson, and he sat down with him as he was looking at colleges, considering things. And his neighbor Don, who if you don't know Don D A Carson, he's written a lot. Like he's one of the most noted biblical scholars of our day, um, and he said, you know, where you go to college in the end is is going to be pr- less important in eternity than what church you were part of. And so look at that uh, as a big part of, of your own spiritual growth and as your life, you know, the, as you move ahead. And so um, anyway, I, th- I thought that was just a little interesting tidbit, someone who, you know, who's has uh, taught at a premier seminary in the country and, um, you know, went to Cambridge University for his PhD and said, you know, don't so much base it on this or that, but look at the churches. Now, must our kids actually go to college? I mean, like, do they have to? Uh, And if they don't, why do we sometimes kind of act like they must? No, I I don't. And I've become more convinced of that with time. Uh, I think for middle class people, that's been the the standard for prestige or for earning potential, uh, that kind of thing for several decades. And there, I mean, I've seen numbers on it. People who had some kind of college degree, their lifetime earnings were higher than those who didn't. Um, however, I think many people would be better served to go to like tech school or trade school. I mean, that that is a form of college, but as far as a, like a four year university getting a bachelor's degree. Um, that's not for everybody. And based on things like, you know, the cost of going to the, the, the big school, um, the, the skills that that person has and their temperament, earning potential job security. I mean, some people may be better suited to go learn how to be a plumber or an electrician than go get a, a degree in business or uh, in psychology. And then their job prospects are not as good um, as, you know, and and the job, the demand for an electrician or for a plumber, those things are not going away anytime soon. And 
you know, you, I mean, you're not going to be making the money of a plastic surgeon, but you know, there, there's job security there. And so I, I would, I don't think it's for everybody. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. The only thing I would add to that is I think sometimes we act like as parents, uh, for our own kids or you know, even church leaders for other people's kids. We can act like they must because sometimes we dream of worldly success uh, mm-hmm. rather than just having a faithful, good, God-honoring life. And, you know, you mentioned some uh, f- financially even successful paths that you don't have to go to college. But, you know, uh, we should be thrilled to have our young people, you know, living uh, a non-ideal situation, you know, living paycheck to paycheck, but loving Jesus fiercely and being content in him. Uh, uh, that is a biblical success. And, and uh, we, we don't need to just dream of the this kind of white picket fence life that we often hope for for our kids. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Now, how is choosing co- a college or a career a theological issue, or is this at all a theological issue? I think it is. I mean, you know, we've done an episode about vocation and calling before, uh, just a couple months back. Uh, so listeners could check out that episode. Um, but, you know, it involves learning and the forming of our mind, the forming of our person. Uh, it, it touches on the, our use of resources and finances, which is a theological thing, whether we go into debt or not. Um, it can shape how you end up spending your life in the future and how you're using the energies and the abilities that God has given you and how you might be glorifying God with those things. And so um, it does, man, you're going to be spending a number of the hours of your life, uh, both in the educational investment, but also then the career that you might go into or the, 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 um, the calling that you might be pursuing. And so um, how you go about preparing for that, it is, uh, you've got a limited number of hours that God yeah. has given you. And so uh, how to, to maximize those. But I mean, what else would you say about yeah. that? I'd, I'd say just a couple kind of simple ones. I, I think this is theological because this does deal with God's sovereignty over the future versus our limited attempts to try to grab hold of it. Uh, mm-hmm. And even the question of whether we're promised tomorrow, because I think so oftentimes when we think about these kinds of things, we can act like uh, what James condemned of, you know, the person that says, this day I'll go, go into this town and do this and that, uh, you know, rather than saying Lord willing. Uh, and I think also can dive into kind of a theology of sanctification or how we grow, especially whether God mainly uses the church or parachurch. And I think that's especially relevant to, one, uh, mainly Christian colleges, but also uh, colleges that we might choose for the really awesome, you know, college ministry there. Uh, you know, actually, I know I read a Christian colleges. I was looking at their website, and uh, they they said basically their motto was like we shape the church leaders of tomorrow today. And it's like, and I think that begs the question theologically: is that how God shapes the leaders of the church, or is does God use something else? Does God use mainly the church in that way? Yeah, I think that's an excellent point. Now, should our kids go to a Christian college or should they go to a public university? I'm expecting you to just kind of decide it crystal clear for everybody here, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it depends. There have been times where I've reflected and it's like, oh, you know, maybe I wish I I would have gone to the University of Georgia or, or someplace like that and just been a Christian in a 
a big lost place. I mean, I know that there, there's plenty of Christians there, and there's some good churches and things like that. Um, but I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I think there's 30,000 something students there. Um, certainly not all of them are walking with Jesus. And I mean, it, Athens, Georgia has a, and, and has for decades, uh, the reputation of being a, a varsity level party town. Um, and so I thought, you know, maybe that would have been good for me, but you know, in God's sovereignty, that's not where I went. And, um, but I just think it depends on the situation. There can be good reasons for both. And, I mean, depending on the, the thing that you want to study and the, the kind of field that you're looking to go into, uh, there I think there are times that uh, it can be better to go to a Christian college. Sometimes, uh, I, I know, I mean, as I was considering going into ministry and I had not yet gone to a Christian school, still here at the, the public university, uh, and someone advised that I go to a a Christian school and majored in Bible or majored in this and that, and then someone else is like, no, you should, you know, get a more marketable thing and so that you can support yourself or things like that. I mean, you know, and people who I loved and trusted who were just trying to, to give me wise counsel. Um, but yeah, I think it really just depends on a number of circumstances that are individual to someone's, their life and their, their goals and uh, how they think the Lord has gifted them. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think those are uh, helpful words. Yeah, I, I would just add to that. And, and even I've often thought the same thing about whether I should have, you know, gone to more of a secular approach. Uh, but I, I think either can be godly and wise, God-honoring choices. Uh, and, and at Christian universities, uh, like you mentioned, Christians can stand firm. Uh, by standing up for Jesus. And I've actually uh, seen some evidence that sometimes actually Christians can really grow. There, There's all this worry, I think, sometimes about unbiblical theology that like the world is going to change us rather than the, you know, the flesh being there already. That, you know, if we, if we send our Christian, uh, Christian kid off to this thing, they're going to, they're going to uh, can't the faith. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. think there's a lot of truth to that theologically. Uh, but, you know, they actually can grow in a lot of ways by knowing that they're different, seeing that they don't blend in and, and wanting to be more concrete in their faith. Uh, and But pu- uh, public universities or even Christian colleges degree can be an evangelistic opportunity. Uh, there can be evangelistic opportunities in Christian colleges. I know that for sure, even as somebody who went to one. Uh, and uh, <laughs> last, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Should, I'm, I'm okay keeping that because it's obvious. I mean, even any Christian yeah. college has, you know. But uh, but lastly, Christian colleges can, for some people, especially help grow in Bible knowledge. So perhaps, you know, that is something that there is a need for. The church is the best place for it. But there's nothing wrong with going to Christian college and uh, getting that extra Bible knowledge in addition to the benefits that you're getting uh, from the local church. Are all Christian colleges excellent choices? Because we've seen that certainly some can be, but are all of them just perfect? No, certainly not. Um, I mean, there can be a lot of considerations that help to make that clear. Some can be cost. I mean, there are some schools that I know of that, from what I understand, what I've seen from the outside, they are top-notch schools, and they are just astronomically priced. Um, now, there can be financial aid and, and various ways of helping to underwrite the big cost, but uh, that, that can be a deterrent. Another thing is sometimes theological perspectives can slip with time, uh, downgrade, if you will. There can also be 
and insulation from engaging the world uh, in some contexts, um, depending on your upbringing and the church culture and that kind of thing. Um, I mean, I know our pastor, the first year we were, when I was in seminary, he had gone to a college there in his home state in Kentucky and been taught, it was a Christian school and he was getting money from the, uh, you know, from Kentucky Baptist. And he had professors that taught him, you know, they, they disbelieved much of the miraculous in the Bible. I don't know if they taught it that Jesus walked on sandbars or, you know, things like that. But, um, and so that was kind of the perspective he had. And he had begun to assume some of that. And he then went to Southern and he thought, oh, you know, these guys are just going to give me, you know, these Sunday school kind of answers because that's what his professors at, uh, at his college had told him and the, oh those people at southern that are you know that believe the bible's true and all that stuff like they're just they don't really know what they're talking about and so that was the perspective he came in with now thank the lord he overcame that resistance and he came to see no this actually is true and uh his objections were quelled he actually now teaches at a christian university in south carolina uh, but that can be the case sometimes where it's almost like the devil that you don't know um yeah. Whereas the devil that you do know, you have your defenses up. Whereas these people, oh yeah, they, they seem to love Jesus and they're nice and kind, and they say, well, actually the Bible didn't really say that. Well, and they they're they're throwing cargo off the ship. Um, that could lead to some of the. Um, we talked about it on our previous episode uh, with Peter Kroll, uh, but the uh, progressive Christianity. I mean, that's just one one example yeah. uh, but just giving away things in order to remain culturally palatable um, and so I can see that that being a danger I, I would not want my own child mm-hmm. to to necessarily go to a place like that where they were teaching from a, a aberrant you know uh, doctrinal standpoint yeah absolutely so I agree with uh, your point on uh, Christian colleges I, many many, Christian colleges are are not excellent choices. They're not wise choices. As you mentioned, theological liberalism can run rampant, uh, even being hidden, especially in ways that are sometimes hidden. I, I know of a, a loved one that uh, went to a Christian college, and uh, it was actually a college that was funded by a state Baptist convention, and in their like Bible classes, they would uh, basically they would teach the the truth of the Bible that the Bible is accurate and God breathed on days where like a state convention people would come out and they would they would talk about it with the students, uh, but then on other days you know they would they would teach the real the real lesson which is you know you to basically deny the plain meaning of the Bible. And uh, and it was shameful. It was horrible. I mean, that's. I mean, we should oppose this strongly, especially knowing that a lot of these Christian colleges are being paid for by godly, you know, retirees and stuff like that that have no idea about this deception. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, but I, I think there's an abuse on the other end as well. I th- I know of an extremely prominent, uh, a large Christian college, for example, uh, that values political conservatism more than biblical integrity, uh, and uh, and so I think one can run to that. One can run to political idolatry and Christian nationalism that we've talked about as well in a Christian college in ways that are deeply unhelpful and unsettling to strong Christian faith. And the last thing I'll add. 
uh, with uh, thinking about Christian colleges is the reality. In some cases, the academics can frankly be worse uh, than you might have at, at some large uh, universities. And uh, that's not always going to be the case, but I think that is certainly something that you want to factor in when you think about these, especially, you know, if one's doing a very specialized major that is hard to find in universities. That's a good point. Now, why aren't local churches often considered in this? Maybe I'm wrong, but my feeling is that very, very rarely does anyone think about local churches when they think about college. And if, uh, and if we establish that they aren't, should they be factors that we consider? I think you're right. You do not. Uh, I can think of one person I know of who talks about that uh, as a consideration point, as a big consideration point. Um, just I think often we don't see how central the church is to our Christian life uh, and our and our personal following of Jesus, learning Christ. You know, we we get the personal relationship part, but we fail to see that there's also that horizontal dimension a lot of times in uh, kind of conservative evangelical circles. And so, um, you know, it's it's a situation that it should be considered. Um, because we've already said it's probably going to matter more in eternity what church or what churches you were a part of and how you served God's people there and built them up, how you were built up in the faith, than what college you went to or what job you had. Uh, It doesn't mean that the the academic stuff doesn't matter and your professional stuff doesn't matter, but if we're having to weigh them, then the church and your role there in, you know, your work in God's kingdom and in his people, that rises to the top. Yeah, absolutely. So, Yeah, I, I think we also have a wrong assumption sometimes that healthy churches are everywhere, or at least mm-hmm. they're going to be near Christian colleges. And that's sometimes especially we have uh, that wrong assumption. Uh, I remember I was talking to a parent navigating this, and uh, I always highly, highly recommend anyone that's looking for a church uh, to check out uh, two websites I think are, are sometimes very helpful uh, for finding a church in any given area, even on vacation, is uh, ninemarks.org as well as the Gospel Coalition, both of which have some really great church churches. Uh, this is not to say, by the way, you can't find a good church apart from there. Uh, but, uh, and or that every per- church on there is good. Yeah, that's exactly correct. So, uh, But this person expressed there was no church on those websites uh, in that area or really any church with those kind of biblical visions of the church in that area, even though it was a Christian college that was being considered. Uh, and, and I just think, you know, when there's not a strong church nearby, it's just a hard shelf. It should be a hard sell for families. I think this means that families should visit churches when they visit colleges with their kids whenever possible. You know, sometimes it's hard with schedule and getting off work, but it's probably a wise idea to visit a a church that might be beneficial for the kid to go to. Yeah, especially if they're not going to be coming home every weekend, um, depending on the distance and that kind of thing. And so, um, yeah, it's often ignored, but it should be given a lot more attention. Yeah, and I'll actually say I care enough about this topic that, you know, I we need to be very careful of saying God told us or, you know, this is God's will. 
Uh, but I think the Bible is very, very clear that we are commanded to be part uh, of healthy churches, you know, churches that are, are growing and the, seeking the glory of God. And uh, if someone intentionally seeks a situation that makes that difficult uh, while not trying to be part of the solution to that, I, I think pretty clearly God's will is not for them to go in that direction. I think that's a fair statement. I mean, it, depending on where they're at spiritually, they may not fully realize that. But uh, I guess in principle, I would I would agree with you. Now we've talked about local churches. Uh, did, uh, <laughs> let's talk about something that is substantially less important, but not nothing: uh, campus ministries. Should campus ministries be factored into this decision? Sure. I mean, I think that it can be. I was never really involved with a campus ministry when I was here at the public school. Um, I think I went once to the Baptist, uh, I think it was called Baptist Student Union at the time. I've changed the name. And then I went once to campus outreach. And it just was like, okay. But I was involved heavily in my local church. And so I just, and I was working and I just didn't have a lot of time to do that extra stuff. Um, I think you consider it, but just remember that it can't replace the local church, or it shouldn't replace the local church. Um, and I mean, you probably saw this when we were at a Christian school. You know, people that would not get up and go to church or get involved in a church, and they're like, "Well, I have a small group. You know, I have a Barnabas group on Thursdays um, when we don't have chapel. I go to chapel. I have you know Bible class, this kind of stuff. You know, I'm good." And it was very, you know, like a privatized version of Christianity. Um, And so, yeah, it's just, it's not the same thing. Jesus, he he commanded us to go uh, start churches, not parachurch ministries or, you know, Baptist Student Unions or Campus Outreach or Reformed University Fellowship or whatever else. Yeah, Uh, I I think I will, I, I agree with your statement. I think... Especially for those who do go to a public university, it's probably sometimes a wise idea if you have the time and you have the uh, availability to um, invest in something like that. To get involved in campus ministry, just a fellowship with strong Christians that you know are in a similar life path, I think that can be wise. Uh, far less important than being involved even in a small group at your church that might have people of a different age. Uh, but there are, and there are some great campus ministries out there to think about. Uh, one might even, you know, looking at a college with their teen, uh, you know, think about things like looking into, uh, I know the Reformed University Fellowships, RUFs, are really outstanding uh, from what I know of them. Uh, even make some great music, by the way. And there are some, there are some less awesome campus ministries. I think actually some campus ministries are frankly quite unhealthy. I think there's a lot of campus ministries at colleges uh, that you need to be deeply critical of and might do more damage than it can do good. Mm. Yeah, and I don't know of specific ones that you know are stay away from, but I, I've heard good things coming out of a number of, of ministries where people are learning. Like we, we had a conversation uh, just before this with Peter Kroll, who's the head of, what is it, Disciple Makers, I think, and they're, they're in colleges, universities yeah. in the state of Pennsylvania, trying to help people learn how to follow Jesus, who can then teach other people how to follow Jesus. Yeah. Uh, but he's also, he's the preaching pastor at his local church, and so he's not forsaking that. Uh, he sees that as central. Yeah. Now, uh, another question to ask, and this is something you alluded to earlier, uh, but is it wrong for parents or teens to go into debt for college? Uh 
I don't think so. Not necessarily. I think it can be unwise. Um, I mean, in the situation that you and I were in, we knew people who were planning on going into foreign missions and, uh, you know, racking up massive amounts of debt. And that probably is not a great plan, um, in my humble opinion, I mean, to get 50, 60,000 plus dollars in loans and then seeking a career that's really not going to pay you a lot, um, as well as a lot of mission boards won't send you when you have a, a lot of debt, whether it's consumer debt or you know educational debt, uh, you have to pay that down before they'll allow you to go. And so um, I, I looked up and found the average uh, student loan debt in America is close to $33,000 right now. Just That's a good bit of money. Um, and if you go to some big-time schools, you know, I mean, the tuitions more than I'd make in a – or, yeah, more than i make in a year uh, at some of those places. Um, and so depending on what you're looking at going into, I mean, that's just a – you need to stop and well the lord wants me to do this well wait are you pursuing something that's going to pay you an adequate amount of money if, if you're planning on going into debt um i mean I, a friend of mine was he finished college and then he was looking at uh, further schooling and he was going to go to dental school and he finally decided that going into the navy would be a wiser course of action because he didn't want to take out forty thousand dollars of student loan yeah. a year uh for three or four years um, he thought it would just be better to let the Navy pay for his education, and then he'd pay the Navy back with his service time. And then he still has skills that he can use once he wants to get out. Now he's, you know, this is a little bit past college, but uh, I think those those are considerations that you factor in, and whether hmm, is this going to be a good idea? Because it may hamper your ability uh, to be generous in the future mm -hmm. and cause a great deal of uh, difficulty and stress for you and your family. Yeah, those are some good thoughts that you have there. And actually, it's interesting because I've interacted with some Christians that are pretty like stringent, even legalistic on this, that it, it is just inherently wrong to ever have much debt, uh, which would uh, make a problem for me. I had some college debt, not for very long, uh, but I had a little bit. And I decided, you, you know, it yes, uh, the uh, being debt to no man. Uh, is, is said in scripture, but I don't think that passage is relevant here, you know, and I, I don't think that's the kind of debt that's referring to. Uh, in a lot of ways, debt uh, can be foolish, but when reasonable, uh, when it's manageable, it can be an investment through college. And and I think it might be wiser to see college debt, uh, you know, college loans as more of an, an investment rather than just kind of like going to debt so you can get the nice shiny car uh, that maybe is not wise to get. Uh, actually, I, I think it's a shame. I, I read a on Twitter a, a known kind of Christian leader on finances uh, that just said, you know, basically it's wrong to ever, that you should never, ever, ever get any kind of loan for college. And, and I just think that uh, it can be naive and, and it can make it so that those who often have limited financial abilities are just not able to uh, kind of rise above their stations, if you will. Yeah, I mean, I, I see what you're saying. I think it can very much be an investment. I think there just has to be wisdom, again, applied. I, I My wife has talked about this, uh, seeing people who qualified for various, uh, I don't know if it was, I, just some kind of student loans, and they 
I don't know who was counseling them or not counseling them on this, but you know they qualified for X amount of dollars, and it was more than they actually needed to pay for that semester of school, and they would just take the full amount and then they get that extra money and then just like go on a shopping spree. And you know that comes with like a, a reverse coupon, you know, yeah. um, like you're paying extra for all that stuff. Yes. And you know, I, I guess in their family, I don't. I mean, it doesn't sound like the parents were addressing this. Um, and unfortunately, I mean, one of the people I think, I mean, they did not finish there. And I don't know what's going on, you know, in their life situation. But, uh, yeah, I think it's very much a, depends on your, your circumstances. It's kind of like whether you should go to the private school or you, you should go to the public school. Yeah, it's wisdom. Yeah. Now, how can parents and teens know for sure that they're in God's will without any question whatsoever in this? Uh, are you obeying the word that the Spirit has already breathed out, and He still speaks it as you engage with it in Scripture? Um, if you if you can say yes to that, you can say, "Yeah, we're in God's will." Um, I think you look at your motives too, and um, but as far as from you know, I, I've discerned exactly what God has planned from the foundations of the world. That you know, we just don't always get invited behind the curtain, but. God has revealed everything that we need for life and godliness in his word. And so if, if we're not obeying or disobeying some clear command in scripture, then we, I think we do have freedom in that. And, and so we can rest in that. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I'll just say, you know, being in God's will, we must understand. We've talked a whole lot this in a whole podcast, but uh, this is brought up with college stuff. It, it's not meant to be something mysterious. Uh, but being in God's will is about obedience uh, to what we know. Uh, and sometimes being God's will is multiple routes. Uh, so use your mind and pray about it. But, you know, ultimately don't stress it, being worried that you're going to be in judgment if you choose the wrong school. I Actually, I think of, uh, for me, you know, I chose Southern Seminary for seminary, and I'm glad that we did. Uh, but we are also looking at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary and uh, Trinity Evangelical Divinity School, both of which were ex would have been excellent choices, and if I had chosen them, I also would have been in God's will in that choice. Yeah, yeah, good word. Now, how can children's ministries and youth ministries prepare young people for these the kinds of decisions? I mean, one simple thing is just put up information for them and their parents. I mean, even schools that you think, hey, this is really worthy of most people's attention and consideration and just having something up like that, um, helping them think about their life as service to the Lord, whether it, they go into ministry or some other vocation that's not, you know, church churchy kind of work, uh, but just seeing it as that, that it's not just about making money or if, you know, this generation, increasingly Gen Z, you know, changed the world. And that can be a very good and, and noble thing. Um, often, especially you take a young person, it can be overly idealistic and unrealistic, but that it's more than just, you know, those, I guess, kind of far right, just make a bunch of money, far progressive, and we're just going to change the world and make it a better place. Um, but th see that you can be faithful and uh, and be trained by going to a Christian college. Um, but you to to be a faithful Christian, you don't necessarily have to go to a Christian school. Mm -hmm. uh, and just helping them think through those different things, uh, and also 
what we talked about with churches, like to think about their souls and what this is going to do to their growth as a Christian and how they look as a disciple of Jesus um, going through this. You know, it can be a very pivotal stage in a lot of people's lives. Are there good churches? Um, what, what is the campus ministry like? And um, just prioritizing that. But what else would you add? Well, I, I think I would just kind of echo some of what you said as well as restate some things that we mentioned earlier. I think we need to talk about the importance of church at all life stages so often that, you know, our young people that graduate out of our youth and children's ministries just know that, you know, that it's imperative that they find a church when they think out of college, that when they think of the idea of ever living in an area, the first thing they think about is, is uh, where can I get plugged into a church? Uh, and I think that's going to set them up in a good place. Uh, and then I'll, I'll say, I just help them understand living in God's will in the way that we've really talked about here or in other times before. So uh, now, should church leaders ever recommend certain colleges? And my guess is that you're going to say yes in light of your previous answer. I think so. I think there are times you say, hey, this is something you should look at. Um, I think there's other times where you may be discouraged certain schools or put up some warning flags <laughs> when necessary. Um and don't act like a certain school is like the only one that Christians should go to or can go to, um, whether it's, you know, uh, say it's a Christian college that your denomination supports. Well, let's not act like it's the only faithful one out there. Um, but you may say, hey, this is worth worth you looking at or, hey, there's tuition discounts available, this kind of thing. Um, and I've seen this, too, in other, I guess – church culture niche niches where it is like there's a very very small handful of schools that are approved and uh you know unless you go to one of these like i don't know you may not even be a christian and you're not being faithful and that can be the case i guess the more conservative you are not just in a political sense or not even really addressing political sense but just like a uh, culturally conservative and um, things that can go with – I mean, I, I, and I can think of certain schools. You know, maybe it's a translation of the Bible or the way women dress or things like that. And I've, I know people, uh, several people have experienced with some schools like that. And uh, in the church circles they were in, it was really like – there's like two options of where you can go to school. And uh, I, I don't know that's the best way to help us – you know, live faithfully in the society that we're in. I mean, for some people it works and they're, they really do love the Lord and they are trying to, to teach their children um, to follow the Lord and be faithful in their church. I think though for a lot of people, that's just not the best, best way forward. And I don't want to be overly critical, yeah. um, but you know, we, we live and engage in, in this society and just being, being able to do that, I think, is a good thing, uh, especially, I mean, if we're going to try to participate in the Great Commission, um, because the, the culture around us is not going away. Yeah. So. That's good. So. All right. Uh, last question then would be, uh, and I think it's important to kind of end with a pastoral tone, because we're talking about trying to get into colleges, and, and not everybody's going to get to have their perfect choice. So how should families and teens respond if they don't get into the college that they think is the wisest, the best choice for their family? Um, 
I think you trust that the Lord is working in the situation um, and consider alternative plans. I mean, maybe it's like, well, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't go to the Ford University. Maybe I need to go to tech school or trade school. Maybe I'm more suited for that. Um, maybe I'd actually enjoy that more and, and the kind of work that I can get. Um, I mean, I, I know someone who I think got an accounting degree or something and did some office accounting stuff, and then that just didn't work after a while, and then he did carpentry for a while, and then he got the sense that the Lord wanted him to go back to school, and, and he did, and then, um, you know, there's not a, – a lot of people end up getting a certain degree, and then their their work is not directly related to that, and so just being flexible um, – Considering maybe that you go to community college for a while and then try to reapply to that school that, that you think would be wise for you to go to. Uh, or maybe you just consider something, uh, a different school altogether. Yeah. And what would you say? So I would say one thing to both teens and their parents, and then one thing uh, just especially to parents in this. Uh, well, and this is, I like to say in times of disappointment, uh, God knew that the teen or you, if you're teen listening, would not get into this uh, college or the school uh, when he gave us all these amazing promises of his word. You know, so that means that that can't undo the amazing truth of how God is with us, how God works all things for good for those who are in Christ Jesus. And I think that's just a helpful reminder that we need to bask in in these times. And then I add to parents, uh, and I know this is because sometimes we just want the best for our kids. Uh, I have seen far too many Christian parents show an unhelpful disappointment in their child for not measuring up and not getting into the right university. And just don't do that. Run away from that as much as you possibly can. It is an unbelievably difficult stress on young people navigating these hard situations. Mm, yeah. Anyway, well, it was good talking to you about uh, college and, and reminiscing on our days at college and seminary together as well, Ben. It was. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Wonderful. Well, I hope you're blessed by this conversation. I hope our listeners are especially benefited by this discussion. Amen. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Theological Family Ministry Podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, please give us a review on iTunes and share the podcast with your friends on social media. All new episodes are available to listen to on Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, Spreaker, and iTunes. We hope you have a great week, and join us again every first and third Thursday.